All right, well, you know, today I thought we would talk a little bit about uh, the counting of the Omer and uh, this uh, journey that we're on and, and, uh, and so on, because, you know, um, uh, this year we, uh, we didn't have our big Seder and, and uh, other opportunities of talking about this counting of the Omer. And my guess is, is that you know, we do it, but we might not all understand it. And we, you know, we have a reading challenge as we, uh, as we do every year. This year it's reading all 15 prophets, all the prophets in the Bible, uh, and uh, engaging in two acts, acts of love, right? Two acts of chesed, of, uh, of loving kindness, so that through both word and deed over this 50-day period, uh, we're engaged hopefully deepening our walk with God and being aware of what's going on, you know, during this uh, 50-day period. Uh, and so we want to talk about that a little bit today, as well as Yom HaShoah, uh, which took place uh, this past week, and then Yom HaAtzma'ut, uh, that is uh, coming up all during this 50-day period. That is Israel's uh, Independence Day. So we want to talk about all of, all of these things and how they kind of fit together uh, in, uh, you know, in this period of time. All right, so the counting of the Omer. I know uh, that my guess is, is that more than one person here uh, may be wondering, what does Omer mean, right? What, counting the Omer, what, is an, what are we counting? Are they like sheep going over, a, you know, jumping over something? I don't, like, what are we counting when we're counting the Omer? And, and are we literally counting something? Uh, what is, you know, what, it, what is it all about? So, um, uh, it goes back to, Levitic, to Leviticus chapter 23, and I will say that on May 1st, uh, you will hear uh, a little bit about the counting of the Omer, but you're definitely going to hear all about Shavuot uh, from uh, Claire Schultz. And uh, uh, that will be very special. That's her uh, Bad Avraham portion. But we want to just talk about it a tiny bit today, uh, but focusing on the 50-day count, the 50-day period. Okay? All right. So in uh, Leviticus chapter 23, that's where we have the appointed times of the Lord. They're called appointed times. I, as I said in a Bible study uh, this week, you know, years ago, I would have, before the proliferation of smartphones and computers, I, uh, uh, I would uh, often speak, uh, you know, uh, uh, on this passage in, in a church, speak, speaking in churches about the importance of the Torah and so on. And we'd talk about this passage, the, 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 the feasts of Israel, right? right? So what I used to say is when I'd get up to speak, I'd say, you know, when it says appointed times here, what it's referring to is it's kind of like God saying, uh, you know, to uh, like, like leading a meeting of, of people in a company and saying, take out your day timer, right? Take out your calendar, right? And we're going to circle certain days during the year uh, when I want to meet with you. Now I wouldn't say that, right? Now I'd say, yeah, take out your phone and uh, put in the dates. But um, anyway, uh, appointed times uh, are times when God says, I want to meet with the children of Israel. And so it, they're not just about feasts. It's about appointed times when God says, 
I'm, uh, I want to meet with you. You got to mark it on the calendar. I want you to come to the meeting, right? And you can read about all of them. Uh, you know, you have Passover and you have Shavuot and you have Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and you have Sukkot and, and so on and so forth. But what we want to look at is where we read here uh, uh, regarding uh, the, uh, the, the Passover, right? Beginning in verse, uh, let's see, beginning in verse 5, it says, In the first month, on the 14th day of the month, at twilight is the Lord's Passover. Then on the 15th day of the same month, there's the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord for seven days. You shall eat unleavened bread. Uh, on the first day, uh, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work. And then we read, if you jump down to verse 9, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land which I am going to give to you and you reap its harvest, then you shall bring in the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest, and he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord for you to be accepted. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall, uh, shall wave it. And so you have a, a particular offering here that's often called a first fruits offering. It's a first fruits offering. The beginning of the early spring harvest. All right? The beginning of the early spring harvest. It was a time of thanksgiving. Uh, it takes place during the week of Passover slash unleavened bread. Uh, and it was a time really of thanksgiving, right? Uh, and so this is the early spring, the early spring harvest. Now, if we jump down now to verse 15, when it says, You shall also count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day when you brought in the sheaf of the wave offering, right? From the day that you brought that early spring harvest, the sheaf of the wave offering. A sheaf was like a, a bundle, okay? A bundle of the wave offering, right? For a wave offering, which meant a wave offering. It was like we waved like, like this before the Lord, Okay? I, I, there shall be seven complete Sabbaths, but you shall then count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath. Then you shall present a new grain offering to the Lord. So you have these two grain offerings, right? You have an early grain offering and a later grain offering. The first one was, a, was barley and the later one was wheat. Okay? All right. And so it clearly says from the, from the time of the first one to the time of the second one is going to be 50 days. That's how we get the 50 days. All right? Uh, and now, counting the Omer. The word Omer in English here is the word sheaf. Okay? The bundle of the wave offering. The sheaf of the wave offering is the Omer. Okay? Uh, and, uh, uh, and so, uh, there is the mystery solved of Omer. Okay? Uh, and so for the 50 days, they would bring in the, uh, they would bring in an offer, grain offerings. Now, there's no temple today, right? There's no uh, uh, sacrifice. We don't bring grain offerings, right? So the phrase, counting the Omer, has become a euphemism. A euphemism for this 50-day period. 
And each one of these 50 days is a day of giving thanks. Just like we did today. We do it, you do it every day. Not just on Shabbat. But we're doing it today because we're counting. It's the 13th day of the Omer. Right? Uh, and so uh, we count these 50 days. So in the, uh, in the biblical text, the idea was uh, this 50-day uh, period of giving thanks from one grain offering to another grain offering, okay? Uh, and, of course, Shavuot, which means sevens, right? Uh, that, uh, the Feast of Weeks, that is the holiday of the new grain offering, all right? Okay, so now, traditionally, in uh, the Jewish world, and this is kind of interesting, and I, I see it as the providential hand of God. Uh, over the tradition. It's an amazing thing. Over the tradition of the sages of Israel. That they came to the conclusion that the 50th day, not only in the biblical text is a new grain offering, but it's the anniversary of Sinai. The anniversary of Moses receiving the Torah at Mount Sinai. And so from time immemorial to today, uh, the, uh, the 50 days is this journey like from leaving Egypt and going to Sinai. Leaving Egypt and going to, going to Sinai. And the 50 days kind of depicts that portion of the wilderness wanderings. And what was happening during that period of time? What was going on uh, among the Jewish people during that, during that period of time? Well, God was teaching them about what it means to be a subject of God rather than a subject of Pharaoh, right? I, I, and of course, I, it was difficult for them. They were learning to trust God. They were learning to trust God when you don't know exactly where you're going. Because they really didn't know where they were going. They didn't have a, they didn't have a GPS. Uh, they didn't have a, a map. Say, okay, oh, I see how we're going. All right, if we just keep, uh, keep right here, we'll get to Mount Sinai. Uh, and then, okay, then if we just do this, then we'll get... No. All they saw was sand and horizon. Right? And they're in the middle of nowhere. And as bad as it was in Egypt, at least they knew where their next meal was coming from. Right? But now, it's like off the rails. They don't quite know, you know what's going on. All they have is Moses leading them. Right? And they were learning to trust God. And even when they got to Sinai, we read that they had to take three days to consecrate themselves because they were going to be meeting with God. So it was a time of kind of getting to know God. It was a time of, we could say, uh, their discipleship. You, you know? Uh, a time of, of, uh, uh, of understanding what it means to be a God follower. <laughs> All right, uh, and, and so that's what these fifty days are in the, in the traditional uh, Jewish world. Now, a couple of uh, other little little things just to know, a little by the way, it's kind of a time of mourning in in the Jewish world, but it doesn't have to do with the text of Leviticus or even the tradition of moving from from uh, out of Egypt to uh, Sinai. The reason that it's kind of a time of mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, has to do with other things in Jewish history. 
uh, is that at different times in Jewish history, especially at the end of the Second Temple period, there were some very, very dark times during those 50 days of uh, Jewish people being massacred, you know, dying and, and so on, and famous rabbis uh, uh, dying dur during the 50-day period. So a time of mourning, except on the 33rd day. Lag Baomer on the 33rd day. That is so. So on the during the 50 days, you don't have weddings. Uh, you don't. Uh, you know. You don't get your. Uh oh. I was just going to say you don't get your haircut, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and other things. Uh, other other things like that. Except on this one particular day. That on that day you can have weddings. You can get your haircut and so on and so forth. Uh, on the 33rd day, uh, and so that's you know that's a little bit of a sort of a, a little bit of Jewish tradition there, there for you. So uh, now it is really uh, I, to me it's so fortuitous uh, and, and so much of the, the hand of God that when the Messiah came, that when Yeshua came, uh, that he rose from the dead on uh, first fruits. He rose from the dead when they were, you know, the, the, after Passover, when they offered the, the first fruits, right? And there's a 50-day period between the resurrection of Yeshua and the pouring out of the Ruach HaKodesh on Shavuot, on the day of the new grain offering. You know, it's not a coincidence. You know, it's, it's, it's not a coincidence. It's not like uh, uh, the man who said to me one time after giving a message on this somewhere, said, well, you know, it just so happened that, that uh, Yeshua, or, or what he said, that Jesus was Jewish. It just was a coincidence. It just, it just happened to be born. You know, well, I, you know, uh, that sounds good except when you read the Bible, you know. Uh, when you read the Bible, you see that this is all the hand of God. Uh, and no coincidence... Uh, that it was this particular 50-day period, and also not a coincidence that according to the tradition of the rabbis, that, that the day that the Ruach was poured out, the day that the Spirit was poured out, was the day when the Jewish world is celebrating the Torah, is celebrating you know, the covenant of Moses at Sinai. It's, it, is, it is really an amazing thing. So we have that 50-day period. So we have the 50-day period of, of offering the Omer, offering the grain, like we just read about it here in Leviticus. You have the 50-day period of uh, the tradition of leaving Egypt and, and getting to Sinai. And then you have the 50-day period of the resurrection of Yeshua to the pouring out of the Ruach HaKodesh. So now we'll ask the same question, right? What was happening uh, during that 50-day period? Right? Yeshua was, was teaching his uh, disciples. He was preparing them. He was teaching them uh, what it means uh, to be a subject of the king, uh, of, uh, of the messianic king. Uh, we read uh, that he ate with them, he traveled with them, and we only have little tiny sound bites, but we can only uh, imagine what took place over that 40-day period, right? We know at the end of 40 days, he ascended to the right hand of the Father, and then 
the uh, apostles waited, well, not only the apostles, but we'll just say the disciples waited in what we call the upper room, right? Ten days for the promise of the fathers to be poured out. And that was the Ruach HaKodesh. Uh, and, and so uh, we read um, that Yeshua taught them uh, uh, the Torah, the prophets, and the writings. It says in Luke, a very interesting, chapter uh, 24 and verse 44 and 45. Uh, and, uh, and, and so he was preparing them for the, the coming of the, the Ruach. Now, very interestingly, uh, and very quickly, you know, in uh, Jeremiah chapter, uh, chapter 31, we read there about the new covenant. And it says, in the middle of verse 33, I will put my Torah within them, and on their heart I will write it. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Okay, so we read that uh, the, the promise is, is that the Torah would sort of come again, but not on tablets of stone, but placed within the heart. And then Ezekiel writes about the very same thing using different words that really helps us to understand what Jeremiah uh, is actually talking about when he says this. So in Ezekiel chapter 36, we read these words. In verse 26, Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. By the way, that's a verse where the flesh is a good thing. How do you like that? Right? Uh, maybe we might call it a pliable heart. You know? Uh, not a heart of stone. But, but a heart that can be molded and, and, and shaped uh, uh, for God's purposes. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will be careful to observe my ordinances. So very interestingly, here we see that the pouring out of the spirit of God was to empower uh, Israel to live out the Torah. Jeremiah says, I'm going to put the Torah in your heart. And we read in the first chapter of the book of Acts, Yeshua says that the pouring out of the Ruach was to empower uh, the disciples to testify of the reality of Yeshua uh, to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the remotest part of the earth. And so when you put it all together, we see the hand of God in all of this uh, and uh, that uh, uh, during this 50-day period, uh, it really is an important time for us as Messiah followers, as we think about, so to speak, you might say Yeshua discipling us, you know, as we prepare for Shavuot uh, and really uh, celebrate and remember the pouring out of the Ruach and the giving of the Torah and being empowered to live, live God's way. But so this 50-day period is one of anticipation, one of learning, one of growth. But also, when we think about the fact that, uh, you know, that uh, Yom HaShoah, uh, every year, uh, takes place uh, during this 50-day period. 
uh, you know, is really profound. Uh, and we, we need to ask ourselves, really, uh, what is it, uh, uh, in what way, uh, it, how does it relate? How does one relate uh, uh, to the other? Uh, on Yom HaShoah, we're remembering the Holocaust. On Yom HaShoah, we're remembering the darkest time in 5,000 years of, uh, of, Jewish, of Jewish history. All right? Uh, but we're not only remembering the, uh, the Holocaust. Uh, the, 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 when I say the Holocaust, I mean the deaths of 6 million Jews and millions of others. We're also remembering the resiliency of the Jewish people. We're remembering uh, the fact that Israel has survived. We're remembering uh, the fact uh, that through this dark uh, and uh, an horrible period, our people uh, have, uh, have lived. Uh, and, uh, 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 and we remember stories of great bravery. We remember uh, stories, you know, of, uh, of resiliency. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and all of it. And so, uh, uh, during this 50-day period, I think it helps us to uh, uh, think about the question uh, about how is it that through this horrific period of time, during this period of moving from Passover to Sinai and, uh, you know, from the resurrection of Yeshua to... I, uh, you know, to the pouring out of, of, of the Spirit. I, I, how does it all work together? Well, may I suggest to us that one of the things that Yom HaShoah helps us to remember uh, is that in this wilderness journey, all kinds of things can happen. All kinds of things can happen. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the Holocaust was, uh, there, there's not even enough words, you know, to, uh, to really describe it. But that uh, we can survive and move forward. But I think it is a, a good question to ask, uh, what is it? Is it the fact that God gave us the Torah? Uh, is it uh, uh, that uh, we have a covenant is it that we have a vision for the future? Is that we're extra brave people, you know, or, or, or something like that? What is it? How is it uh, that we uh, survived? And, uh, you know, I think it's certainly a combination of, of a lot of these. Certainly God gave Israel a Torah and covenant and vision for the future, which you could boil it down and say that God has given uh, Israel, or the Jewish people, and Messiah followers in, in the king of Israel, uh, a very much an emphasis on living. An, an emphasis on living and on continuing to live. And he's given us a trajectory. And he has uh, uh, given us uh, a, uh, an end game that we're aware of. You know, and we know uh, that God never leaves us or forsakes us, and we know that there's a calling on our lives, uh, and uh, again, that there is this great emphasis 
uh, on life, a life of service, caring for others, a life of productivity, a life of hard work, a life filled with gratitude, a life filled with humility. That's what God calls us to, to be uh, on this journey to, quote-unquote, Sinai, uh, to the Ruach, uh, or to, we might say today, the Alam Haba, because we could say that all of it, this 50-day period is rolled up uh, in our lives as a microcosm of our whole life. You know, uh, from, we might say, from when we, when we come to know Messiah to the day we're with Him is a wilderness journey. And the 50 days uh, is sort of like um, an example of that. And a reminder to us that in life there can be real lows, there can be traumas, there can be high points, but we have to take the long view and not stop in the middle of the journey and say, I don't like the journey, so I'm just going to stop the journey right here. And we know that, uh, you know, from reading the... uh, everything from uh, the Torah to the book of Hebrews, that staying the course, staying on the journey, and keeping going, that is exactly what God calls us to do. And the journey itself becomes a profound experience of growth, of testimony, uh, of provision, and of satisfaction when we keep our eyes fixed on the prize, so to speak. You know, and we read this a whole bunch of different ways uh, in the Bible. Whether we're talking about the land, whether we're talking about keeping our eyes fixed on Yeshua, uh, whether we're um, uh, talking about pressing on toward the goal of the upward call of Messiah Yeshua. You know, it's depicted when we read in the Brit Hadashah to live as Messiah and to die as gain because there's an understanding of the long view. And when we understand that long view, we get through the quote-unquote 50 days because we know what's coming. You see? Uh, and so, uh, you know, Yom HaShoah during this period of time reminds us that, yes, you know, there is evil and evil can happen and bad things can happen and things we don't understand and that there's no answer for uh, can, can, can really happen. Uh, 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 but we keep going because we know that there is a hope and we know that there is a future. That is the whole ball wax of Jewish worship, of, of the Jewish worldview. When you read the Siddur carefully, you read, you recognize that every service is focused on moving to the Olam Haba. Think about, in a few moments, we're going to be uh, singing Aleinu. Read the words in English carefully. Okay, because it's talking about the future and that every time we come together in, in a traditional setting, in, in, in the Siddur, that there is a thinking about the future, looking toward the future. Uh, and, and isn't that true for all of us, though, in a certain respect, that, you know, as a believer in Yeshua, there's always like this sense that God is preparing me for the next thing. Like, there's always something coming. I know, I know I have that, that sense. Uh, it's just innate. It's, you can't really um, articulate it all, all the time. 
But I believe that is the presence of the Ruach HaKodesh uh, in our lives, giving us, indeed, uh, that, that hope. You know, and you're familiar with uh, this passage uh, in the New Covenant. It's in the book of Romans. In the fifth chapter, uh, where we read, um, I'll begin in verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, through whom also we have obtained our introduction, our entree, by faith, into the grace in which we stand. And we exult in hope of the glory of God. And not only this. But we exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. And perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Ruach HaKodesh, who is given to us. And, and so hope does not disappoint. So not only you know, do we have the Torah dwelling within us, and Yeshua dwelling within us via the Ruach HaKodesh, but we have hope dwelling within us. And that's what keeps us going. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, how we continue and we, we adapt. And, you know, in our uh, Bat Mitzvah, Bat Avraham uh, preparation time, we uh, go through um, uh, a history of Israel from uh, the Bible times all the way to the 20th century, right? And in the book that we use, what comes up over and over and over and over again is the word adapt adapting to changing circumstances. Think about the Jewish world over 2,000 years. Adapting to changing circumstances is profound. Uh, you know, dwelling uh, you know, in a host country and then getting kicked out of a host country and going to another place and this, that, and the other thing. Adapting. And, uh, and so, you know, that's what, it's what we do. In fact, in uh, 2 Corinthians... We read in the fourth chapter uh, here, Paul talks about this. He says, For God who said light shines out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Messiah. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, which means like weak bodies, you know, bodies that fall apart, weak earthen vessels that the surpassing greatness of the power may be of God and not from ourselves. We're afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body of the dying of Yeshua, that the life of Yeshua also may be manifested in our body. So that's what he says about living in this journey. Now, you know, the 50, he's, not only, he's not talking about the 50 days, he's talking about life. He said, you know, we can be perplexed, but we're but not despairing. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Because he has the hope living within him. And this is the story of Israel. This is the story of, of, our, of our people. Uh, continuing to move forward. And isn't it amazing that during this 50-day period, not only do we have Yom HaShoah, but we have Yom Ha'atzma'ut, we have Israel's Independence Day, which is, you know, the, the, other, uh, the other side of the story. Uh, that uh, we have uh, this great uh, celebration 
of uh, the renewal of the, moder- uh, of the state of Israel, the, the, the modern state of Israel, a miracle of God uh, that, uh, that, that came to pass, you know, uh, May 14th, 1948. Uh, and, uh, and so again, during this 50-day period, wow, terrible lows, but great highs also, you know, and the hand of God. And it sort of is a microcosm of all of our lives. Uh, and so how do we get through it? How, so how do we get, th- you know, not just the 50 day, how do we get through life? How do we get through this wilderness of life from the first uh, grain offering to the new grain offering? How do we do it? All the things that we always, uh, that we always talk about by making sure that we are... Uh, you know, staying close to the Lord, that we're in the Word of God, that, uh, that you know, we talk about the, uh, the celebration of the Torah and the celebration of the Word of God, that we're in the Word of God and that we're in community and we're, 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 we're praying and, and, and we remember who we are. And just as Moses gave Israel this great vision, choose life, you know, at the end of Deuteronomy, choose life, right? That is indeed uh, you know the vision uh, for us uh, for us as well, and so finally, you know there's a um, there is a, a another little passage of scripture in Psalm 90, which is a wonderful a wonderful psalm of again uh, you know recognizing the long view. So in Psalm 90, it's attributed to Moses. Uh, and uh, it, it's about the, the difficulties. The first ten or so verses is about the difficulties. You know, Moses sort of complaining, right? But then he says, when you come to verse 12, he says, So teach us to number our days, that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. Counting days. Like counting the 50 days, right? Uh, Lord, let us, let us count our days, number our days, so that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. The idea of counting days isn't like just Xing out days, you know, getting to the, getting to the end. Uh, you know that we're, uh, uh, we're familiar with modeh ani lefanecha melechai v'kayem, right? Uh, I give thanks to you, God, uh, that you have returned my soul to me. That's the beginning of the, the, the prayer that we're supposed to pray when we wake up in the morning, right? Every single day. Like every day is a new day. Every day is a day that you've given me, God. That's the idea of that. That's the idea behind Modani. That every day is a new day you've given me. Lord, uh, may I gain a heart of wisdom. May, may, I, may I gain a, a depth of understanding of you. And that every day is a day to give thanks. Every day is a day to move forward. Every day is a day to, to learn. Every day is a day to make, make a difference. So that's what he's saying here. Every day uh, accounts. Uh, and so whether, you know, we're, we're living in a particular time where, where we can't wait for it to be over, no doubt, right? But may, may we grow, may we be strengthened, uh, and may every day uh, draw us, you know, indeed uh, uh, closer, uh, closer to the Lord. 
You know, uh, it's kind of interesting. We have this, these two bookends of Thanksgiving, that early spring offering, uh, you know, and the late spring uh, uh, offering of, uh, of grain. And you have this day, this, uh, a period of time of introspection and growing. Isn't it kind of interesting that we have one in the spring and one in the fall, right? You know, I could give a basically the same kind of teaching using different words uh, about the 10 days in between uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, right? Sort of the days of introspection, days of growth, days of appreciation, coming to God and, and all of that. It's like God gives us a spring cleaning and a fall cleaning, right? Uh, an opportunity for this growth. So this is our, this is our time of, of this uh, spring uh, cleaning. May we indeed make the most of it, you know? May we make the most of it. Uh, and don't forget, we have this uh, a reading challenge, and the idea behind the reading challenge is to help us to make these 50 days count. Reading the 15 prophets, engaging acts in loving, of loving kindness, and then at the end of it, on Shavuot, you know, uh, we'll be done, and everybody uh, who does it, uh, gets a book from me this year. It is The Prophets by Abraham Joshua Heschel. Uh, and, uh, and I hope that uh, we really are able to get the, 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 most, uh, the most out of it. We are indeed on this journey. We are indeed um, moving forward. Uh, and it does really depict our whole lives. Uh, you know. And so may we always cleave to the Lord. May, always, may we always stick with him, keep our eyes fixed on him. And uh, we certainly do have an assurance of, uh, you know, of not only getting to the finish, but of living a satisfying life, even in the midst of everything going on. So let's pray. Lord, uh, uh, God, thank you for this rich history and tradition that we have. Uh, Lord, I pray that this year, this counting of the Omer might, might really make a difference in our lives. That it, that it might really uh, cause us to, to uh, be refreshed in, in, a, in a way that is the opposite of the world around us. Oh, Lord. And I pray, God, uh, that uh, we would be stronger at the end of it than we are at the beginning of it. And uh, uh, Lord, uh, uh, God, I pray that as we read the prophets, we might be convicted in our hearts uh, of our own uh, uh, walk with you, of, of uh, the way we worship you, the way we interact with others, and that we might engage in acts of chesed, uh, Lord, and, and really uh, make a difference in the lives of others and show deference to others and die to self, to live for you, all those things that we read, uh, uh, God. And uh, uh, God, uh, during this uh, 50-day period, we, um, we are so blessed uh, to have simchas, joyous events, as well as remembering uh, Yom HaShoah, uh, Lord. But uh, God, even in that, uh, God, thank you for the depth of understanding that we gain and of life and of hope. We thank you and we pray in Messiah's name.